Jacob was at home with his mother and father and with his brother Esau. And he deceived his father to get the blessing. He defrauded his brother Esau. And we could see the situation at home. It wasn't good. And we read about Rebekah, Jacob's mother, said to Jacob, go tell your uncle Laban. And read in verse 5 of chapter 28, Jacob is here, he's more or less packing his bags and making his way to his uncle Laban. Perhaps this was one of the, the loneliest journeys this man had ever taken. And read in scripture, as he traveled, he came to a certain place and he made stones for a pillar and he lies down to sleep. And that night, God visits Jacob in a very special way. If we turn back to <clears throat> Genesis um, chapter tw um, t 28 and verse 12, we read, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thy last to thee while I give it and to thy seed. We see that night God visits Jacob in a very special way. Read in verse 16 that Jacob awoke and he says these words, Surely God is in this place. Jacob was very conscious of the presence of the Lord. God met with Jacob. You know, praise the Lord. Many of us here tonight would have, would have that special meeting in each one of our individual lives where we met with the Lord. We can look back on that day and that moment where the Lord, he lifted us up out of the gutter of sin and sat us upon the rock Christ Jesus. We can rejoice tonight that as far as the east is from the west, 
so far hath he removed our transgressions from us, never to be remembered anymore. We rejoice that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Jacob, he had, there was two very special places in Jacob's life where God met with him. One was Bethel, and the other was Jabbok, that place about the ladder where we just read. At Bethel, he saw the ladder, but at Jabbok, he saw the Lord. At Bethel, he became a believing man. At Jabbok, he became a broken man. At Bethel, he died to sin. At Jabbok, he died to self. At Bethel, at Bethel, we see how God saved Jacob. At Jabbok, we see how God sanctified Jacob. He came away from Bethel with a new spring and a step. He came away from Jabbok with a lasting limp in his walk. God taught Jacob one of the most valuable lessons you and me could ever learn. The way to victory is defeat. The way to win is to lose. The path of success begins at the place of surrender. Tonight, we're here at this place, Jabach. 20 years has passed and the Lord has blessed Jacob with wives, with children, with herds, with flocks, with camels, and other animals and servants. God has blessed him. But in Genesis chapter 31 and verse 3, the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob, he starts making his way back, his way back home. But as he returns home, the past is coming up before him. We could look at Jacob here and we could say, first of all, he's a burden man. The weight of the world was on his shoulders. 
his past has finally caught up with him. 20 years ago, he ran away from home. He deceived his brother Esau. He lied to his father. He ran away from all these problems. He swindled the birthright. He stole the blessing. He deceived his brother by selling his ship for the birthright. Isaac was about to bless his firstborn son. Jacob came in and deceived his father. Can only but can only one go any lower than that? To steal, to cheat his own family. For 20 years, he had to live with the fact he defrauded his brother, he deceived his father, he divided his family. And now, as he was heading back home, everything is on the line. Jacob now was having to face the music. God had ordered him to go back home. There's many things in life we're not sure of. We're not sure of tomorrow. We're not sure of what's going to happen next week. But there's one thing we can be sure of. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And Jacob had left home, but his past had run right after him. He is now face to face with Esau. His past has caught up with him. We see in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 3 that he decides, I'll send messengers. I'll send messengers to Esau and see what the situation is. He's sending out... A, just as it were a feeler, just what 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 way the land's lying here. And maybe after twenty years, maybe Esau has calmed down. And he sent the messengers. But we're reading verse six. There was bad news. Esau was coming. And he was bringing 400 men with him. We see in verse 7, in chapter 32, that Jacob, he was greatly afraid and distressed. We read in verse 11, Jacob says here about Esau, I fear him. Then Jacob will read, 
He divides the cattle and the sheep and the camels. He divides them into two bonds. Because he says if Esau goes for one bond, the other bond might, might escape. And then we read in verse 9, he starts to pray. And he's starting to claim the promises of God. And then in verse 13, we see he lodged there that same night. I would say that night, he didn't sleep much. He was under a lot of pressure. We can read here, not only was Jacob a burdened man, but he was now a broken man. Then he decides in verse 13, he's, he's, he's going to try, as it were, to butter up Esau. I'll send him a, I'll send him a present. Read in verse 20. I will appease him with the present that goeth before me. And he sent a present of some cattle and some camels and some sheep and some other animals and some servants. But there's no shortcuts with God. Esau and 400 men were still coming down the road. We read in verse 24, Jacob, he was left alone. There's sometimes it's good to get alone with God. And we see here in verse 24, Jacob was left alone. He was in a place of isolation. It doesn't say here that Jacob wrestled. It says here a man wrestled with Jacob. It is Christ that is wrestling with Jacob. Jacob was not trying to get something from Christ. Christ was putting an end to old Jacob. Jacob means deceiver, cheat, twister, crook. God needed to deal with Jacob. It says in Romans 12 and verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We read in verse 26, <clears throat> the day breaketh. 
Jacob had fought the whole night long. The, the area that Jacob is trying to def, defend is self-trust. Confidence in the flesh. The old Jacob. The strength of a wrestler is in his legs. Take his legs out and you take him out. And we see here God touches Jacob. God doesn't touch Jacob in his weakest place. He touches him in his strongest place. The Lord disabled him. The Lord weakened him. Jacob is brought to a place of desperation. No confidence in the flesh. Complete depends on Christ. Why had God to do this? God had to break him to bless him. God had to cripple him before he could crown him. <clears throat> Us ourselves, when something's broken, it's useless. But you know, God uses broken things. In our home, we, we have supper every night. It just happened to be one night last week. I was sitting, sitting the, the cups on the table. And just as I was sitting one of the cups on the table, the hand broke. And <clears throat> as soon as that hand broke of that cup, you know, it was useless. I had to just take it to the bin and throw it in the bin. It was useless. But God uses broken things. Read in Jeremiah. Break up your fallow ground. Read about the alabaster box of ointment. You know, it had to be broken. Read about the loaves as Christ was feeding the thousands. The loaves had to be broken. The ground had to be broken up to bring forth a crop, to bring forth a harvest. The alabaster box of ointment had to be broken. That had had to be broken for the fragrance to fill the room. The loaves had to be broken to feed the multitude. It says in Psalm 51 and verse 17, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Thy will not despise. We'll notice something else here. In Genesis chapter 27 and 18, 
um, assess here um, the um, Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. But notice here what it says in, in verse 27 of, the, of chapter 32. The Lord asks Jacob, what is thy name? You know, the first time he told his father he was Esau. But now he's saying to the Lord, you know, I'm Jacob. I'm the real Jacob. I'm the father that is, is, is a deceiver. I'm the boy that's a crook. And he admits, you know, I'm Jacob. And then the Lord says to him, your name shall be no more called Jacob. I'll be Israel. Israel means a God-ruled man, a God-governed man. It means prince with God. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. Read in verse 29 that he walked away a blessed man. God wants us to go out into this world and be a blessing. In verse 31, read. The sun arose. It was the dawning of a new day. Do you want a new day in your life? Don't fight with God. Don't wrestle with God. Yield to the Lord. Change me. Transform me. I want to be a channel of blessing for you. The sun arose, and we could see Jacob walking into the camp of Israel, walking into the camp. We could see him walking with a limp. We're wrestling all night. Obviously, it'd be covered in dust and muck. His hair ball ruffled. He could be maybe bleeding at the lips. And the people would be saying, you know, what's happened to you? And Jacob would say, I'm mad with God. God has blessed me. I have a new name. I have new desire. It's a new day. And I have a new walk. When God took care 
of his relationship with God. God took care of his relationship with Esau. We read in chapter 33 and verse 4 that Jacob and Esau, they embraced each other. It says in Proverbs 16 and verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, him even maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. There's a hymn, and there's one verse here, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And chapter 32 and verse 26. I want to finish with this. It says here, And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except Thou bless me. Tonight, as we go into prayer, you know, we're holding on to the Lord. And we're holding on to the Lord that the God will pour out a blessing among us. That the Lord will pour out a blessing in our homes and our families. And God will work supernaturally. We're believing in revival. We're believing that God's going to pour out his spirit. We're believing that, that God, even tonight, God, I'll flood this room with his glory. God, we're here and we just, we just look to, we're looking to the Lord. Our eyes are upon him that God will pour out his spirit amongst us. And we're holding on and we're holding on tight to the Lord. And we're not letting go. Amen.